This is episode 194 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dio Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel, I don't know what to fly, kind of, meh, Manzano. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got some lists that are not meh, like it's super exciting, but they're not very competitive, so I'm trying to find something that is not boring to be competitive, so still looking. Will, the ability to speak does not make you intelligent? Hey, quit. Uh, sure, can let you build lists, though. And talk about And Ryan proclaims what some believe are insanities. Staniszewski. Yeah, some things I have determined in my own and with maybe a few others, the vast majority of, of the rest of the community would think I'm insane. Some have already said that. <laughs> you crazy, man. You crazy. Yep. Well, as for announcements and news, our podcast, of course, brought to you by our amazing Gold Squadron patrons. And I did post today the official full spread for what is going to be shipped out here in Q1 for for our patrons. So I'm going to go ahead and pull that up. So if you haven't seen it yet, uh, we'll go ahead and just show it off. That... Did not do what it's supposed to. Interesting. Okay. Let's. Nope. Not that. Not that. There it is. All right. So basically, if you uh, if you didn't catch my last email or one of my last emails about Patreon, the way we're doing it is we're shipping twice a year now, but we're shipping two quarters worth of swag in those shipments in order to save on shipping. Uh, and essentially, the quarter four is going to be a um, a wintry triple pack. Uh, we got Volandas, um, Poe Dameron, and Tycho Kelchu, all pilots from the Hot Shots and Aces 2. My original idea, unfortunately, didn't work out with the TIE Fighter pilot thing. Uh, the Poe is fixed, by the way. I know that it says five in this picture, but it's fixed. Uh, so we'll spread from that. Our general tier uh, will be receiving uh, GSP-themed uh, shield tokens, which are absolutely awesome uh, for a quarter four. Quarter one uh, we have the Heroic Squadron, which I, I figured I'd wear the t-shirt uh, in honor of the Heroic Squadron. Uh, all the pilots got picked on Patreon, uh, and uh, they came out, came out awesome. There is also a, uh, a bonus pilot, because we have five pilots, but we have three cards back uh, front and back. And uh, that sixth pilot was whichever pilot got the most amount of votes in second pace, and that ended up being Poe Dameron with an alternate paint scheme. Uh, that I threw on there so it should be fun uh, of course we've got plenty of stickers and the acrylic for the generals is uh, GSP helmet themed uh, charge tokens so super awesome and uh, super excited to get these in your hands so where I want to start today is talking about sector series so uh, first as a reminder it started today so if you signed up, your pairings are already made. You should contact your opponent via Discord. Please do that. Uh, the first scenario is Assault on the Satellite Array. Now, one of the things about the 
sector series rules is that you're allowed to change your lists for every round. And some people were asking about the exact procedure, and this is a very a, a new idea with online play and wanting to actually document all of them. So this is how we're going to be doing it. Uh, basically, uh, Roll Better is going to do, going to be able to take a snapshot of all the lists from round one when we end the round. So how you'll do it, because I know some people were worried about, well, what if I enter my list and my opponent can see it? Basically, have your list chosen when you get show up to the table, have it on a disc, spawn it, and then put it into Roll Better afterwards. It's open and you're able to do that now. And uh, then when we end the round, we'll take that snapshot and you can go ahead and, and change it for the following round uh, as we go from there. So what I wanted to talk about today, friends, is since this week for Sector Series is is assault at the satellite array is first just kind of reviewing what is assault at the satellite array for maybe anybody who's still uh still not 100 percent uh sure on what each of the scenarios are maybe they're bad at knowing what the name is all right we're just reinforcing assault at the satellite array um and uh, making sure that we know the rules and also talk about strategy. And what I'd like to do, my friends, is take a peek at some lists that we, I already know there have been some games that have already gone off. But I want to take a peek at a couple of lists that people are choosing and talk about maybe how they work well in um, in Assault at the Satellite Array. So uh, I'm going to throw it over to you, Ryan. What is Assault at the Satellite Array? Well, at the satellite array is a scenario for X-Wing in which you have five satellites, one that always starts in the dead center of the map, and two given to each player. They are placed on the board based on player order, where the first player will place the their first objective on uh, their side of the board. I go into detail specifically later as to the range restrictions of it. Uh, the second player, their se second player, will put the uh, objective on their side. Back to first player for their second, or basically the third objective to go on, has to put it on their opponent's side. In and the final one, player two puts it on their opponent's side. Um, so you have control over one on your side, and you have control over one being put on your opponent's side. There are range restrictions as to how close they can be to each other and where they can be on the board. But basically, at the uh, at the turn to end phase, where you can actually start scoring those points, and you score them by having ships at range zero to one of that objective in the end phase, at the beginning of the end phase. Technically, there are some ships in the game that have some uh, like Hawk Lat that can move things in the end phase. That comes after all those type of side effects of the of the end phase from pilot abilities or upgrades come after you score. So. Score them by being within range 0 to 1. The uh, player that has the most ships or most count because a medium and large base ship count as two ships when you're trying to contest an objective. So if you have, say, a Reaper and a TIE Silencer, uh, the Reaper is going to be scoring that objective because that is all that is there, and they count for two, and the Silencer counts for one. If there's a Manaru and a Faroff, they both count as two, even though a large base is bigger than a medium. Uh, if you have two smalls and a medium or a large, then you're tied, and no one gets that objective. So you go through all five in the end phase and see, out of, see if there's any ships contesting them, 
and uh, for either player, the players score points based upon who actually controls it. If no one controls it, no points given for that objective. If it's a tie, no one gets points for that. You need to have more than your opponent at the objective at each satellite to gain a point. Uh, same with all other X-Wing scenarios, first to 20, well, first 20. Um, because there, there's a situation where you could both hit 20, but until the end of the round is over, once the final score is over 20, the highest that point would win that game. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for, for that uh, that overview of, of Assault. Um, you know, so what I want to jump into is let's uh, let's talk about just some general strategy. You're building lists. Marcel, um, do you know who your opponent is? this week for sector series i'm playing either adam hill or rumble rocket i'm playing both of them but i don't one of them is for exiled and one of them is for this so for for too. sector series yeah yeah so um i guess I, what i want to start with you is with the ability to build for the scenario are you planning on doing that or are you planning the scenario yeah the scenario is assault Okay, I didn't know. Okay. I mean, I know we were talking about Assault today. I just didn't know that was the Sector Series one. Whoosh. <laughs> anyway, okay. Continue with the question. Now I know. Well, the question was, was I planning to build something specifically for Sector Series? No, for uh, specifically for like Assault. It. <laughs> yeah, for installs because of sector series. I mean, correct. I, I, yeah, I follow. I follow. I follow. Ish. Um, no, the answer is no. I'm not, and the reason I'm not is because um, I'm still trying to find my worlds list, and I'm tweaking different things. So mm -hmm. I'm just using this as um, as a way to test stuff, regardless of the scenario. So I'm just saying, hey, um, you know, I've got 34 points that i like like uh, i'm flying empire that's, and there's that's, that's a few too many like so i'm trying to figure out which 20 out of those 34 are are the best combination so well um, an easy starting point to narrow that down is you can only bring one vader so pick your favorite uh, vader actually out of that 34 points not a single vader in that 34 points really i got 34 I... points of not vader and um 34 points of not Vader. I'm just trying to figure out which combinations are best. And are you saying just because Vader Vader is just an auto-include? No, I'm, I'm saying because I'm not flying Vader. I'm not taking Vader. I don't think uh, for what I'm building, Vader does a whole lot. It doesn't synergize with everything else that I'm doing. But I've even tried uh, trying uh, a... Um, uh, tap, uh, advanced prototype. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um... The question is, no, I am not building specifically for uh, Assault at Satellite this week specifically, but mm -hmm. uh, Assault at the Satellite is a consideration in what I'm flying. Is, is can this can this can this compete in that in that scenario? And I'm basically taking all three scenarios into my consideration. Chance engagement is just chance engagement. That that is what it is. Um, but I, if, if your question is what within all the lists that I'm looking at, am I thinking about to make sure that I'm covered in, in, 
in um, the the assault at saddle array is either bring medium-based ships, I think medium-based ships and large-based ships are definitely like something, you know, they count for two in this particular scenario. Mm -hmm. Or, in my case that I am not considering any medium or large-based ships, uh, hello, if you're listening, you know I'm not bringing any medium or large-based, so you can sit a half to the side. (laughs) um, Do I have a way to deal with medium and large-based ships that are popular at the moment? So am I... Do I have a way to deal with fire sprays? Do I have a way to deal with reapers, uh, with the bell, the bell character, or do I have mm-hmm. a way of dealing with like decimators and and like gauntlet and stuff like that? So, so that's what I'm thinking is because I expect to see that or that does well in assaulted satellite array, medium and large base ships. Uh, so I do. Do I have a way to punish and delete? ships with a lot of agility and i mean with a little agility but a lot of health and tough to take down typically cool by the way arc 170s are amazing at this if you're in the galactic republic speaking of arc 170s um you know so i'll just kind of pivot to my my next kind of section that i wanted to talk about is taking a look at some of the lists that have already been successful uh early on here in sector series and uh currently in sector one our highest rated player um won a very close game uh very close game mission point ended up being if i take a peek here the the score was 19 to 20 19 to 20 um with a with a win for jokas but i specifically actually wanted to take a look at the list which was had a a, a very uh, a big big win was milkman 27 to 6 wins his game 27 to 6 let's go ahead and take a look at this list will all right. As I realize, um, I'm not sharing my screen. No, One. you're okay. You're okay. All right. So this is uh, a triple medium base list. Um, I sh- this is the Grand Republic. Uh, so we are, of course, looking at Wolf and Jag in their CG Coruscant uh, standard loadouts. Uh, th- between them sharing locks and having that front and back attacks, uh, they're just so valuable right now um, for your like frontline jousters. Mm. Uh, but this one though uh, breaks off from that and includes the new Lat Sicko. Uh, that's the one like inside slip. It can do K turns. I uh, can do quite a bit. Uh, has brought multi missile pods. Uh, not only can you get a three dice attack out your front, uh, you can even reroll it with your own fire convergence, and then C3PO, uh, which because multi missile pod can actually allow you to fire them with a calculate. Uh, it's a great combination with C3PO, who gives you two calculates as an action, and you can even do defensive rerolls with him as well. Um, it's very, uh, the math is very close to uh, essentially like a reinforced ship. Not so much on a, uh, a one agility, uh, but the advantage is still there. And then 
uh, rounds out the list with Anakin Skywalker in the Delta 7B. A 7-point, 3-attack dice, I initiative, 6-ship has brought uh, the Cryptbot, R7A7, Shield Upgrade, Elusive, and Brilliant Evasion. Uh, so essentially has brought uh, one support, two frontline jousters, and then a very expensive in-game piece in that Anakin Skywalker flying around, uh, Asen, flanking, whatever needs to be done. And, and with this being Assault, the satellite array, I'm not surprised that Milkman won their game so handedly. You know, Marcel was talking about medium bases. Uh, three out of the four here taking up a ton of space. I know that we don't know exactly how many rounds uh, were played in this game, but, uh, but just seeing that score, 27 to 6, tells you that, uh, yeah, they were, they were dishing some damage, but at the same time, to get seven points above the, the, the minimum threshold of 20 uh, tells you that those, those medium bases were probably doing some work. Oh, sure. I mean, especially in the last round, when you can, well, any round particularly, the, that the medium base, if you push your objectives as close as possible, uh, that minimum of range two, uh, even a medium base can get put in between those and score both of them very easily. So can a small base, though. Small base can cap two as well, but just it doesn't occupy the value of two Mm -hmm. Chips. Yeah, the the medium bases do a good job of being like, I like, hey, you have cookies. These are my cookies. You're not allowed. <laughs> you're not allowed to have them. Uh, as opposed to like like you had mentioned, you know the uh, the other ones have the ability to uh, to the, the small base ships have the ability to capture two, but. They get told no by the big ships. <laughs> uh, another list that I wanted to take a look at here uh, comes to us from Jokas, uh, who won a very tight game. Uh, this was versus uh, versus Mighty Newt, twenty to nineteen. So let's go ahead and take a peek at what kind of list uh, is able to squeak out a victory here, Ryan. So we have. There we go. We have the Republic 6 ship is what I would uh, default to at this point. If I were running 6 ship Republic, you have both Wolf and Jag of Coruscant. You have Coruscant Click. You have Coruscant Contrail. You have Coruscant Kickback. And you have no more Coruscants that fit at that point, taking all the three and four costs um, besides Obi. Uh, you have Stub with a shield upgrade. Uh, probably the only Z95 that I like is Stub with the Shield Upgrade. Stub being the one, if you do even speed maneuvers, you increase your agility by one. If you do odd speed maneuvers, you increase your attack by one. Um, lots of born for this, so there are plenty of shareable tokens to go around for defense. Um, you have... Click mitigating, probably locking both of the arcs to help mitigate those range one attacks that can be so devastating to them, making them be just a little bit tankier for a little bit longer, while kickback also holding that evade, the only evade 
available to the entire list that uh, Born for This can use. And spamming the board with a lot of ships, uh, two of them being medium-based, two of them being allowed to boost with the V-Wings. I think um, boosting is a very important thing to consider for lists if you were teching specifically for Assault. Uh, if you don't want to stick around with just a medium and large base, um, take any base size that has boost. It's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Gotta love it. So, you know, as we continue to uh, to go through sector series, we're gonna keep just taking some peeks at uh, at the different uh, different lists that end up getting used. And one of the things I'm just interested in overall is since we are able to collect data for each round, is what are what are the trends that we're gonna see um, next round, depending on what the scenario is. Let's say it's uh, let's say it's chance engagement. Do we get a big um jump off of these medium base ships so here's here's a question um this list here ryan this list here is it so obviously it worked well for for jokas in assault uh is it viable in the other scenarios as well i think it can be yeah um i think this is a list that some people are looking at in republic that they would like to fly in all scenarios it's not specifically teched or assault it can be very good in assault because you have six ships you have actually it's not just the viewings that boost stub can boost as well if it does a blue maneuver um and you have two medium bases it's a lot of assault there's it's a lot of coverage to uh be able to contest those objectives very effectively um, what is it? What is interesting to note, though, is the person he uh, went up against that was such a close game, Mighty Newt, took four U-wings. So also um, went with very uh, all medium-based ships. Four of them is that one. I would consider as a all-comers. We've seen four U-wings kind of be an all-comers before, but it's not very common. Um, mm -hmm. I could see. Mighty new possibly changing. I don't think Joe Cos needs to change his list in this one if he's looking at testing to see if this is what they want to bring for LVO or Worlds. Yeah, I know we're talking about Assault, which doesn't have any scenario actions, uh, but in thinking about the mindset of the other ones that do have scenario actions, uh, this list uh, between the Born for This uh, and the arcs passing locks around between each other and uh, to other ships with that synchronized console. Uh, that, uh, to me, is another um, indicator that you'd be good at these like action-based ones, whether it's Scramble or uh, Salvage Mission. Uh, having those uh, ships that can go out there without any action uh, makes uh, those scenarios a lot easier. Agreed. Agreed. So I'm excited to see how this uh, this ends up. If you are part of Sector Series, make sure to get your game in. Um, we're going to go ahead and jump into our next short topic uh, and then just continuing to break down. These are, these are our final set of lists from that long uh, that long laundry list that we got when people were telling us, hey, give us your list problems so we can diagnose them. So we're going to jump into that in a second. 
But I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, the World Championships um, and make some clarifications uh, slash updates slash I think some people are making assumptions about some things. Let's have some conversations now. Um, first, to be clear, I am not Dion Morales and Gold Squadron are not the tournament organizers for the world championships so i with all the love in the world i ask please do not message me for questions about how things are being run why are things why is it this way why is it that way guys i have several messages in my inbox asking about various things about worlds um my information came from one place and that is in the cart for Adepticon, if you look at all the events, everything that I put out there was stitched together from that information. So I just want to put that out there. Second, when somebody asks, well, Dion, are you like involved at all? I cannot officially say, I cannot answer that question. I can neither confirm nor deny because reasons, reasons that I think are a little silly, but to be announced that's all i can say um but one of the other questions i got was uh there were some people who uh signed up for that are signing up for the um the last chance qualifier waitlist, uh, which is great because I do think people will get a chance to be able to get on there, especially if they open up more spots day of. So people are planning on coming in anyway, playing in side events. And what I wanted to kind of cover is for some people, this is going to be, even though this sounds crazy, this is going to be their first uh, big convention event either in a long time and so for some people ever. So what I want to do is kind of go around the horn and give some top tips for just being in this type of atmosphere. What are some things you can or should do to prepare yourself, whether it be mentally, physically, X-wingingly, whatever, whatever it is you want to, you kind of want to hit there. I'm leaving it nice and open so that we can kind of have some reminders because this, uh, as you know these events become more normal again uh we're kind of hitting that that year cycle now after the last adepticon and uh i want to just make sure that everybody is uh, up to date on uh, on how this goes will you want to dr drop some knowledge on us yeah um now if you've been to a a tournament before maybe you have a carrying case something like that or uh what a um like a tournament organizer you might say where it's got your tokens got your ships in it and stuff like that that is very valuable and i would also because uh, you're going to be moving around a lot through a lot of people i would also recommend finding either a small backpack or uh, a handbag briefcase whatever you can bring because you're going to need some supplies in addition to uh, just your X-Wing stuff. We're talking a little bit of snacks. You don't want to be spending $5 on a greasy slice of pizza. Grab mm -hmm. yourself a granola bar or something. Uh, get you, uh, Put your uh, water bottle in there as well. They do have 
uh, drinking fountains at Adepticon. There's like one like right next to the X-wing tables, but you're gonna you don't want to be without water at your own table as well. And then, like I said, having that having that bag to where I can contain all your stuff so you don't lose anything. Uh, you know, uh, the force. Uh, for uh, uh, oh shoot, what was I gonna say? Uh, anyways, the maker forbids that you know uh, that you know you lose something, right? Like oh, like your keys, your wallet, anything like that. Uh, I would take anything that's like you absolutely cannot lose it. Leave it in your car. Mm-hmm. Um, they got free parking. You can go to your car anytime. Uh, it's not that far. Maybe maybe not between matches, but like it's pretty far, or it's pretty close. You just walk right out the door um, into the parking lot, because um, you, like I said, you, you want less things to keep track of. Yeah, um, that's I've seen people bring. When I say a, a small bag, I'm not talking your big toolbox of every single X-wing thing. <laughs> I brought own. my whole collection. No, don't do that. <laughs> Find. Uh, just a small box. I mean, I, I still use my core set. Like, I've, it's got space for ships. It's got a place for cards. Put everything inside of it. It's light. Um, now, granted, if you're bringing a lot of ships or whatever, or if you got, like, large bases, that's not going to work out, probably. But uh, that that's always my main concern. Uh, now, Defcon's pretty friendly. I've seen every year just, like, an empty table of like three different X-wing things and like a bag, and like no one's no one's around looking at this. Yep. But uh, that's probably okay. You probably can get away with it. But I would not throughout the whole convention try to emulate that. Brian's showing off his uh, placo, placo, plano. Plano. There it yeah, is. Yeah, I was like, is. I was like, I know those words aren't right, but I didn't know. I know, what I know the right plenty of people was. have like the Plano like sets for their entire thing. Grab like the smallest container. Right. Like, this the one, one that slides here. out of the multiples. Yeah, like big stuff, cards, tokens, all there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, yep. anyone of, I mean, anyone who bought the District Foundry stuff, you should be using that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to show that off, but I think Ken's on a little bit of a break because he is a newer dad, so. All right, Marcel, top tips. What you got? Um, well, I, I think the first top tip, if this is your, your first time going to this tournament, is uh, plan ahead, plan ahead early. So that means uh, tonight or today, if you're listening to this uh, in the daytime, Go and look at hotels, look at, uh, make sure that you plan ahead early enough to get your badge and get everything. Because if you're planning on showing up morning of and saying, hey, I'm going to show up, get my stuff, and then go register. Uh, yeah, don't do that, especially if it's Worlds or the Last Chance Qualifier. Make sure that you are arriving uh, a day before if you need to go to the Last Chance Qualifier or you need to play the next morning. Um so just uh, get all your planning out of the way now um, because uh, the worst way to start your first tournament is running behind and in a hurry. Uh, so just make sure that, that you've got all your, your, your stuff scored away. Uh, bring, <laughs> pack your list. 
make sure you pack your list. Uh, it sounds funny, but uh, you might bring like your infinite arena stuff. Uh, since it is a world's event, just make sure that you have the actual physical cards with you, uh, especially if you make it deep into the cut. I wouldn't be surprised if you are asked to prove that you have the stuff that you're flying, that you that you bought it and own it. Go for it. Dang it, I'm muted. All right. So while I cannot tell you about my f official capacity at Worlds, this is what we this is what we do know. What you know as well. This is AMG's first World Championships. Okay, their first uh, bite at the apple. They are planning slash I would assume they're planning. I'm being quite strict when it comes to. Um, you know components and things like that again the x-wing community is generally pretty chill about like third-party tokens and all all that stuff i would say as long as your things are clear you will be fine but i know for a fact that their social media person like they want to be able to go around and take pictures of things and post them to their atomic mass game social media and all that um but you know it's there there are things that i that uh again i can't officially say what I'm doing there, I think you can assume what, what we'll be doing there, uh, but there are, for instance, whoever's streaming the event will most likely have to follow the um, uh, the example of what Fantasy Flight Games did for their world streams. Everything was official on that table. Nothing was third party. Everything was always official. And they even went as far as having them use cardboard when there were things that, that they didn't have that were not official. So just have your official AMG slash FFG stuff with you in the event that you need it. It would be the safest thing to do. And in the player packet, it does say – it's very standard, and I feel like we very often, like, gloss over it. The, like, you have to have official components and, and all that stuff. And we just get very – again, as an X-Men community, have been very chill about it. Um, the World Championships might not be a place to be super to, – to gloss over that section. It should probably – just ha have things just in case. Then maybe have practiced playing with uh, – this sounds crazy. Maybe practice playing a few games with cardboard tokens only and not the, you know, Legos and and uh, and, and random uh, well, tokens you use. Two things. One of them is sure. who, who has cardboard like – didn't everyone win some kind of like national event or anything? Like, what's wrong with you? I don't people? know. You'd be surprised. Last yeah. Adepticon, no, I saw no, more no, cardboard no. than not. But on a serious note, uh, going going back to the Lego thing, the, their great templates literally look like late, like fat Legos. Like official, remember the the official. Oh, you're talking the Thomas the Train uh, Track. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Train Track. <laughs> yeah, those things look like Legos. They're like those are just so <laughs> ugly. Uh, yeah. So you could use those officially. You, you, you could. bought them from AFFG. So. You could.
but anyway, sorry, sorry that I, that I, I kind of derailed you there a yeah. little bit. I just wanted to say like, like. I can't say anything officially. This is all – if you're smart enough, you could pull this information out from what we've seen in the past. Um, but once we have official word, we'll continue to reinforce the, once we know what's going on. Got it. Um, anyway, so I don't know if we're, we're going through the whole thing, but that, that would say that's just uh, like the stuff that you could start preparing for now and then you know the stuff that uh, Ryan will and I'm sure you'll say – during the actual event. Ryan, give, give us some top tips for playing at Worlds or a big event, a convention style. So <clears throat> I know it's for, like you said, for some of us, this may be the first time doing an in-person event ever or in three plus years because that was before COVID. Um, I think it's even though it is worlds, if people want to win, be competitive, I would encourage you to go into every game trying to make a friend. Like, talk with the person across from you. Even if you're like, I don't really care about, like, making friends with my opponent. Whatever. Just speak with them. Like, it it's kind of weird that it, that this is something that I'm saying, but it's because we haven't had in-person events a ton that, that recently, and this is world. This is something everyone wants to go to. And this is something a lot of people who haven't gone to anything in a while or ever will go want, will want to go to. So when you're playing a game with someone, small talk or just even speaking out what's happening during the game can help make sure it's as most comfortable an experience for both players as possible. Because, like, being the... like, If you're a quiet person and you got and you have trouble talking to other people, that's okay. You don't have to be Mr. Ext Mr. or Mrs. Extrovert now, right? But, like, it, it, it does get... It does, it does give kind of people weird vibes when someone's, like, quiet almost the whole time and just does their thing. And it makes, I, I, from the perspective of someone who has played against someone who was extremely quiet, it made me feel like, am I doing something wrong? Am I off-putting to this mm. person? Should I, like, step off the, the pedal here a little bit? Did like, I do something? Yeah. Now, again, if you're not a talkative person, I'm not saying you have to talk the entire time, but, like, you know, if we're going into this new event, new worlds, kickoff, Pretty much, it's weird how this is like Worlds is the end of a season. This is kind of like a Worlds that's kicking off the season. Mm -hmm. right? It's kicking off like the brand new OP for AMG. Right? This is the time where if you want to make good new connections with people, this is in, this is when you do it. Right? This is when you get a chance to actually talk to the people you may have only heard about from event results from discords or from even chatting in a, in a game a pickup game on tts like now you get to see them in person and so beyond just talking with your opponents go and find the people that you've been talking to online this whole time go see like i know it again sounds weird to like have to remind you to do this but i recommend go go meet those people in person it's a good time for mm -hmm. you just like chill out and hang with the people you've been talking to through a screen the entire three years now, right? 
So, you know, participate, you know, go out, participate in some of the, 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 the after dinners, uh, each night at worlds, you don't have to go with the same people the whole time, or you could go with a group of people the same the whole time to make yourself feel comfortable, but like hop around to other different groups with your group, right? Like a couple groups get together, go out and do something, or even just on on a lunch break, right? Like go out, chill with other people. You know, this, this is when we want to connect and and reform that strong bond the community had so long ago not saying we don't have a strong bond now but this these events is what brings us like tighter together mm-hmm. so i just i'd say go into worlds with an open mind and the ability to be friendly however that is whether it is being super talkative or lightly talkative just open Got mind and, and 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 an open heart i guess yeah. Do you guys have any uh, uh, go-to icebreakers? Uh, mine's always just, "How's your matches been going?" Can you? I mean, you could just round. straight start doing the Darth Plagueis like thing. <laughs> yeah. have, you, have you heard the tale? Yep. Of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Right. Yeah. Or you've. Uh, mine usually is, "Hi, my name is Dion. What's your name?" And just, like that's uh, that is probably it's a big barrier to to find out somebody's name and if you just start with it it's great and uh if you forget be like oh, I'm sorry tell me your name again um, yeah just, say their just, name 3 times out loud <laughs> at least at least I'm paired with Michael you're Michael right well nice to meet you Michael yeah, there you go yeah <laughs> um, a, that, a good easy one for this one is like brain. hey where'd you where'd you travel from right like this is worlds you could have yep. came from anywhere right that's right and um i mean when it comes to being social ryan i mean th- i know that sounds like a really broad um invitation but like if you especially if you don't end up going with a group but really anybody and you don't know what to do for dinner or you don't know just we're gonna be there. Be like, what are you guys doing for dinner? Be like, hey, we're gonna go get pizza. We're gonna go to Kuma's Corner. We're gonna go here, and just let's go. Like we are regular people. I promise. We don't bite. Well, Marcel bites. Yeah, for like, sure. I, but. Nibble, we don't, I don't bite. Bite. Like we we. This this also might sound weird, because some people I, I think do still have this like mindset. We don't care how good you are at X Wing. Come out and have fun with us, like and. Go have dinner and chat and chill. Like, you don't have to be uh, the the top players to hang with the top players. No, not at all. Like, we're all having fun playing a cool game. Chill. Whoever wins the event, kudos. But, like, it's not going to change who they are. <laughs> Absolutely. My, uh, my top tip is... Um, you know, we, we, we talked a little bit about being social we've talked about making sure that uh that you kind of have your game stuff together just making sure that your uh that your body is right uh for for the event and um you know we're talking up here about eating but if you're uh if you're playing on the the second you you made the cut um you're really excited but you know that maybe you have a sensitive stomach you probably shouldn't be too risky when it comes to food the night beforehand things like that uh, because while you're there to to have some fun but if you're if the comp- if the competitive side of 
a tournament or a convention is important to you, uh, you got to think about it like an athlete would. They got to, they're kind of, you got, you got your mind, you got your body, um, and uh, you just got to make sure that uh, that those things are right. Like I know for myself, whenever I'm playing in a tournament, or even when I'm casting a tournament, uh, I'm pretty. Qu- careful about what i eat i get picked on a lot because you're like oh dion you're being so picky but i know what i can eat that will make it so that i can be successful and be able to focus on the things that i need to um so just getting that uh stay hydrated have snacks my go-to snacks are grapes and pre-shelled pistachios that's my that's my jam grapes and pre-shelled pistachio they fit really nicely in my uh my little x-wing bag it's uh it's awesome granola tend to bars on the side of the uh, cliff bars say or it again marcel bars. Bars. granola bars and tequila they go well together now Will's there is a there, there is a beer cart. I was just I was I was actually was about to try to transition oh, to that. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully got the beer track. So there there is yes. Adepticon is known for um its uh its beer tricycles. It actually Adepticon is a uh, is uh, they do raise money for charity and the uh, the money that you spend on the tricycle goes towards uh, whatever charities they are they're covering this year. So uh, yeah, it's good times. To be to be to be fair, their um, their food isn't all that. I mean, they they basically no. just got chicken tenders and chicken tenders, pizza, and hot dog. That's that's what you can expect to get there. So if you if you like something other than uh, chicken tenders, um, whatever else and whatever else, um, try just be aware when the last round is coming up. To either bring pack your lunch or. Uh, I wouldn't trust Grubhub because Grubhub will probably not get there on time. So if you're planning on just ordering something, you're not going to. If you plan on walking somewhere and thinking like, oh, I'm just going to pick something up because I'm walking there. You're not going to be able to. It's going to be full. Um, So either bring something or expect to eat a a hot dog or a chicken nugget. Those Mm -hmm. are like your two options. Yeah, so this, salad. Like they, they don't run out of salads for some weird reason. <laughs> As someone uh, who used to work in uh, clothing and footwear department, I can't constantly recommend this enough. Make sure you have a good pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Don't bring your crappy shoes. Don't like if you need a new pair of shoes, like you're kind of due, go get them before Worlds. Like you're going to be standing on hard ground not carpet not a couch nearby for you to lounge on for a little bit you got a hard plastic chair or whatever probably there for you to sit on that most people probably won't want to for very long you are going to be standing you're also going to be leaning and bending over get your lower backs ready too (laughs) no joke especially for you tall people you do have the height advantage to look over the table but you also have to bend over the table for a long time new balance is your friend they do any so i don't cheapen out on those shoes either asics brooks new balance sauconies uh i could there's probably more out there the list goes on those just come to the top of my head because i just went shoe shopping for my wife who needs new shoes for work and they need to be supportive it's not just cushion you need to support your feet with a a tough and enduring sole not just something that cushions your foot because if it just cushions it, you're just going to flatten it out over time agreed 
Yeah. Uh, somebody talking about breaking in shoes. I, you know, I have found breaking in shoes feels like a fallacy. I, I just you don't depends have to, on the shoe. It does. It does depend on the shoe. Yeah, if it's a hard sure. leather shoe, if it's something like like a Jordan or something, you'll have to like wear it for a little bit. Yeah, you need to break yeah. those in. But if yeah. but if it's something that's cloth like an Asics or New Balance, or, nah, you'll be fine. Or or like a slide or something like that. Yeah, you just just you're fine. And uh, and actually, Rock Anzo is correct. When it can live, we actually haven't talked. We we were talking about everything minus things on the table. Don't be afraid to look at your opponent's list. That is, it's so true. Some people like forget to actually ask those questions. Um, you're allowed to. And if you need to, go ahead and go to the other side of the table at some point if you need to. We've seen players just go – they needed to see something on the other edge. They would just walk all the way around. My warning to you slash slash uh, just like, hey, it's probably a good idea. And Will knows exactly what I'm th what, what I'm referencing here uh, because it happened to uh, to a friend of ours is uh, if you're planning on going around the table, uh, maybe just keep your eyes on your opponent the entire time. It's, uh, it's a good idea. And if your opponent is going around, maybe you should keep your hands off the table. Maybe that's an idea. I'm just saying. Also, if you have any <laughs> questions about their list, ask them. If mm -hmm. you're still not sure, get a judge. Better to find out before the game than during the game. That's right. It's uh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So uh, we're going to continue to talk about the World Championships as more information becomes available. Um, people want speculation uh, i did see somebody asking like do you think uh, that we'll get any new releases at worlds you think um amg will do anything special here's my predictions here's my predictions i don't think we'll get any new product but i think the world championships is a great opportunity for amg to announce new product to like like hey here's worlds and here are here's the next things for all these games obviously they're going to be talking about shatterpoint as their new game um but uh i wouldn't be surprised if we get some type of you know it, it's a great it, see, it seems to me like a great opportunity for announcements um each year at adepticon minus last year um there was always uh, fantasy flight would always do an in-flight report at uh, they they were more known to do it at Gen Con, but they also did smaller ones at Adepticon, and every time there was something revealed. So since it's Worlds, maybe we'll get something bigger for each of the games. Wouldn't be surprised there. I think it'll be a good opportunity. All right, guys, I took some time and changed the old uh, Adepticon 2022 to 2023. And I got in there some uh, forms. Uh, there's a new thing on Discord where you can make a form. Okay. So instead of it being one long post, do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like every other Discord. Uh, I made it so you can make a small, like, looking for food Wednesday little post. And then you can reply directly to it. Uh, check that out on our Discord. Hopefully that will then add Adepticon. If you do need something, if you're like... Uh, you can make a post in there of just like, please, someone bring a slave one 
base token. Uh, hopefully, uh, it'll be a way to communicate throughout the players then too. That's a great idea. I, I went ahead and just dragged that. Uh, I dragged that to the top, and we'll yeah, get we'll perfect. get it cleaned up. We'll get it cleaned up. There's, there's some I know unnecessary it's the of the old stuff, but yeah. <laughs> I just want people to get confused. They're like, why is there a staff channel? I'm like, that's old. <laughs> Technically, well, I can't talk about. We're not doing anything. We don't talk about. We can't talk about. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's Worlds. It's around the corner. It's coming. Super excited. Uh, is it? Is LVO next weekend? Is that next weekend or the weekend 27th? after? 27th? Two weekend weeks. Not this weekend, next weekend, I thought. Do the calendar. Oh, sorry. I think it's, yes. The Technically, after. this weekend, if you, it's the 21st, 22nd, then weekend after, yes, the 28th to 29th. 27th to 29th. All right. So that's coming around the corner. Looking forward to seeing whoever's going to be there. And all these taking care of yourself, taking care of uh, your listings, all uh, matter for, uh, for LVO as well. So it's a good practice if you're going there. Yeah, uh, question that I've yes. heard a couple times uh, the past week or so, and just got in the chat. Is GSP streaming LVO? Yes. Alrighty. Absolutely. Confirmed. Yeah, we we will be there. We are uh, the official stream, the official X-wing stream of the Las Vegas Open. So you could just say you're the official X-wing stream. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be rude. I, I know I do most of the events, but you know Scott's got the day to day, so you know, I gotta gotta give props for props. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Physical events, GSP. Uh, first time caller says, Dion, can I take a selfie with you at LVO? Sure. Just be like, hey, Dion, let's take a picture. I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Easy, done. I want to take a picture with you. Pro tip: Set. Don't do it while he's trying to cast. Oh my god, okay. Yeah, that's great. If, you know what? If someone is casting <laughs> Adepticon, if there happened to be someone streaming that event, do not interrupt them. If the no. headsets are on. Yeah, if it, correct. If we're in the middle of a round and we're actively talking, okay, don't I love you. Don't talk to that person then. Okay, it's not the time. It's because it's so it's so easy to to get off track when you're trying to have a conversation and trying to keep things going. Oh man, um, you know what? It, you know it's what's the best a... time for though? A simple wave and a little hand heart. That's right. Yes. Well, we could be easily bribed with food or snacks, but correct. X wing X wing cards and paraphernalia, but <laughs> don't uh, unfortunately don't expect a conversation if the headsets are on. That's business time. It's more likely the headsets are on. They can't even hear you anyway. <laughs> but it, it is distracting when you got when you got the person like kind of holding up their finger, being like, "Excuse me." It's okay. It, It'll it, be it, it, hopefully <laughs> who's ever streaming it won't have the same problems as Gen Con. I was uh, oh, we're asked we're answering uh, a lot of strange questions at, at Gen Con to say the least. True that. True that. <laughs> all righty well uh let's go ahead let's jump into 
our lists of the week. This is the final stretch uh, from the the set that we had asked for a few weeks ago. So let me go ahead and get that ready on my screen, and uh, and we'll get this going. We're gonna start with Rob. Sabaro, not Sabaro, that's a pizza place. Uh, Sabo. Mar uh, Rob Sabo. He said, list is tr uh, this list is trying, I feel like this list is trying to take advantage of Saul's ability while point taking thick two agility ships with focus evade. Keo is just a three point filler and trying to figure out what upgrades work best on Garvin. So let's go ahead, let's take a look at that who wants to take this one this is a uh, rebel chonk list i i got it go ahead uh i got it pulled up already here so it's going to start with that chonk is coming from ezra bridger in the gauntlet that's right the gauntlets in rebels as well uh has Jin or so uh to be able to convert uh focuses to evades uh, we have Contraband Cybernetics, uh, as they're not only likes to be stressed, but that gauntlet has a stop maneuver. And then uh, Night Brother, Swivel Wing, all your regular upgrades. Uh, and then Perceptive Co-Pilot. Uh, remember that combination, because the, uh, essentially, when you get the second focus, you can turn it into an evade. Uh, so I just got one action, that's focus evade. Uh, when he needs to, or double of it, if you really think uh, you need to. We have uh, Saw Guerrera uh, with uh, Contraband Cybernetics, Leia Organa, and Perceptive Co-Pilot, very similar there, loves to stomp. Uh, those Leia uh, white maneuvers, uh, whether they are K-turns for ships or stomps, uh, very good every three rounds. Uh, Saw's ability to give passive rerolls when a ship is damaged, uh, very good as well. Uh, then we have Garmin Drace uh, with Marksmanship Clan Ren Commandos and Veteran Tail Gunner. So that's Garmin Drace in the arc. Uh, combines great with Jin. Uh, you can actually throw evades to people instead of just focuses if need be. Uh, so that's really interesting. And then need a three-point ship. So take in Keo. Uh, that's that Force-sensitive A-Wing. Uh, that side slips uh, with elusive and concussion missiles. Uh, so this is really built around uh, these ships maybe stopping, getting to a position in the board, and then just remaining there, whether it's assault and need to claim the objectives or uh, it's a uh, different um, something like scramble, where you want to prevent your opponent from coming to get your objective. Uh, you can do that by just... Uh, preventing their movement with your large and uh, medium bases. Uh, now this is, I will say that th what's interesting to me is that Leia is on Ezra, but I think that's just because of how the points work out. You have to have Contraband Cybernetics on Ezra, hands down, must have upgrade. Uh, is, is the perceptive gin of the go-to here because of the bump focus. Uh, you could just slam Ezra in, take the focus evade and the stress for your ability as well. Is that the thinking? Um, do you, would you guys assume? Yeah, I mean, that it just works so good. Go ahead. Sorry, Brian. I said potentially, yeah, that could be their mindset for it. 
Now, this is a reliant on actions. I, to me, I feel like with all these, with Garvin, with all the po focus passing, they would actually want Benthic out there uh, instead of Saw. Um, do you have to lose anything? Oh, Saw is the biggest loadout of any U-Wing, doesn't he? Wow. Yeah, so the the um, the player had said this, this is trying to take advantage of Saw's ability. So Saw's ability, mm -hmm. for anybody who sure. remember here, while a damaged friendly ship at range 0 to 3 performs an attack, it may reroll one attack die. So, I mean, that seems like a good ability. My question is, mm -hmm. is bringing – is there another five-point ship that might perform better? In this list, then Saw. I'm less concerned about Saw. I'm more concerned about Garvin, the Arc 170, personally. Yeah, that that's going to be my my cut ship too. Actually, I really have no complaints with the Saw and Ezra builds. Okay. Um, the Perceptive and the Leia uh, can get you do the stop and rotates when you need to. Um, that actually makes a lot of sense. Keo's a great three-point ship. I think we can all agree with that. Uh, so, yeah, the, the weak point is Garvandreas. Uh, potentially another U-Wing instead. Um, I, If you're thinking you already want evades for defense, uh, I might reach out for Magva Yaro. Uh, she can stop people from rerolling multiple dice against you. I, I like I like I like that because I see Sunset Cyber is in the is in the chat. This is the person who's who did who uh, who submitted this list. Um, mm -hmm. He had mentioned that Saul gives rerolls to these high hull ships. He gives. Uh, I mean, I, yes, I I I see I see what you're doing there. But I like I like the addition of Magva here. So I'm gonna go ahead and grab uh, grab that U. That's a U wing, right? Yeah, Magva and the U wing. Uh, she, her range band is range two, uh, which you're going to be flying within range two for Saw's ability as well. Uh, Kyo is probably your flank if necessary, your little objective getter, because uh, the main force is this, um, the chunky here. I'm really, I'm really stretching my brain to think if I, if there's any other five point ships i mean you have x-wings i guess um, but they don't i don't think they have the same um chunkiness. synergy the chonkiness yeah. yeah they only have that chunk uh that uh, you're getting from uh, the u-wings and stuff well uh, how so would yeah, we build I, out this magma for him oh oh you definitely go on uh if possible uh the child uh because giving out target locks uh, it's really funny because you can only reroll one dice anyways. Um, let's see. Then seven other upgrade points. I really like contraband cybernetics. Uh, that's really, really good. Obviously, you have it on two other ships here. Uh, and then I would probably can you, say... Can, can you do child Leia? Because basically, Leia gives contraband cybernetics. There's already, Leia in, the, there's already oh, Leia in the list, though. It's already there. It's gotcha. on Saw. So it is already there. Maybe I know you guys, or uh, uh, maybe um, Marcel, you've ran Fenral crew. Yeah, contraband, not cloaking. Uh, I love Fenral crew, especially with ships right. that want to stop or or stress themselves, or with gauntlets because they bump. 
and um mm -hmm. yeah i'm thinking more of like uh for so for fin round crew after a friendly ship of range zero to two engages if it's revealed maneuver is one speed higher uh then there is an enemy ship in its front arc uh, that friendly ship may remove one non-lock token. Uh, now it is a little awkward because these people need to stop, and Ezra actually likes being stressed most of the time. Uh, so maybe that's maybe that's not the uh, the best upgrade. They're not going to stop that often. You're, you're going to move no. a lot. That's true. And, and it also Keel. It, it works really well with Keel because Ooh. it opens up Keel's dial a lot. Yes, uh, Keel has to. Uh, remain unstressed uh, to be able to do the side slips uh, because they increase your difficulty. Mm -hmm. uh, so that could be an option. Otherwise, uh, something like uh, Lando Calrissian, uh, which I think is really fun, and like Elusive uh, could be interesting. Uh, Lando with Jin is really funny uh, because no matter what, it's either are you going to get one evade or two evades. Because uh, you can kind of just force the dice roll there. Uh, so it depends on how uh, supportive you want to be. There's also a, um, what do I want to say, a value in selfless. Uh, so my, I might actually just reach for selfless and uh, Lando Calrissian uh, to see if... Uh, you can pull some crits off of Ezra or Saw Guerrero once they've dipped into that hole, but you want to spread that damage around. You can even pull a crit so that you can activate your own Saw Guerrero ability. Uh, plus, it's great for salvage, right? Everybody but Magma grabs a crate, and she can just be out there uh, helping them keep him. Um, plus, it... It would allow another coordinator, though, too, um, at I3. I think that's what's really drawing me to Magva is uh, same initiative as Keo and Ezra. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can move them in a specific order and coordinate them when they're not stressed. All right, there you go. So Sunset Cyber, hopefully you enjoy uh, this update. We're going to go ahead and copy that over. So make sure that you have a copy of it, and we'll post it in the Discord. Uh, let's keep it going. We have a uh, a list here from psych j7 asking a very specific question uh, let's go ahead and marcel break down this list all right so before i break down the list let's see it's from psych j7 uh from that planning phase syndicate and he said is magna a viable replacement as a coordinator versus a reaper for the empire uh short answer yes but let's read the list it is the Battle of Yavin Darth Vader with Marksmanship, Hate, and Afterburners. Uh, Sunterfell with Predator, Enduring, and Shield Upgrade. It is the Battle of Yavin Mauler Mythal, um, which comes with Predator and Afterburner. Magna in the standard loadout of Squad Leader and Heavy Laser Cannon. And then you have a... Uh, a black squadron ace basically a two-point tie fighter rounding it up for five ships uh i think the short answer is yes uh magna is a good substitute uh it's a um uh it's a good substitute for a tie reaper uh in in that it's a better coordinator than a tie reaper because it actually gets into better positions to be able to coordinate and it 
is more likely to complete its its um, to complete its maneuver in order to coordinate. Uh, type Reapers tend to either get out of position because they're trying to avoid getting shot, or they just bump. So if they bump, they can't coordinate. Unless um, even even the one that you can coordinate after after boosting. The only difference is that that particular one, the Initiative Two Vizier, I think it is, um, also gives you Palpatines, which is kind of a, a it kind it's kind of like a coordinate. I mean, it gives you a, a soft focus. Um, but the short answer is yes. If you want to coordinate, Magna is the best coordinator because you're only paying three points, tough to kill, and it still has the potential. Uh, unlikely sometimes, but it has the potential for a four die attack at range two and three. Um, now, what I would do with this list, uh, I don't see, just looking at this list, I don't see what Magna wants to coordinate or needs to coordinate. I mean, Vader has the um, Battle of the Avon Vader doesn't have the multiple actions, but he does have afterburners, and then he has offensive mods, defensive mods with force plus um, you know, can take the regular target lock action. Sinterfell, again, doesn't really need to coordinate, can double reposition and still end up with a focus. So what I would do here, or what I did here, is um, I would actually downgrade. I don't even know if it's a downgrade. I would change, because I don't think it's a downgrade. I would change Sinterfell I6 into an I5 X1 called um, Juno Eclipse. It's uh, an X1, not, not an Interceptor. Yeah. Oh, give me Juno in the Interceptor. Come on, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. So, so that actually opens up two points, and Juno is an I-5. Uh, I'm, and for this particular case, I'm gonna do Fire Control System and Elusive on him plus uh, cluster missiles. Now you can also go with like crack shot uh, and passive sensors, which is really good as well because with crack shot passive sensors, you wait, you basically just wait until the board is over and now you're I-7 figuring out, you know, hey, this is who I want to target lock and this is, you know, I want to boost out of the, the way. So. Actually, that sounds more fun. Let's just do it that way. I like the cluster missiles because in case you end up against something, but that's more fun. So let's do uh, crack shot and uh, passive sensors because then you can boost off that uh, uh, off that target lock. Uh, Mauler missile, we're gonna leave them on there. Magna, we're gonna leave them on there. So you get two extra points, and with these two extra points, basically what you're allowed to do is you're allowed to upgrade that Black Squadron Ace into um, the Backstabber, Battle of Yavin Backstabber. So basically you get six I-6, and then you get five, 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 and then a coordinator. So you get a, a budget coordinator pushing three Initiative Fives plus an Initiative Six. And that way also Darth Vader, if Darth Vader needs to kind of become a little AC and break from the pack, he doesn't break the, the um, third die to smaller missile. Uh, anyway, this is what I would do with this if you're trying to use Magna as a coordinator and kind of a Darth Vader and high initiative 
uh, I ended up changing two ships, basically downgraded or changed. I don't know if it's a downgrade. Changed Centerfell into Juno. And Juno is really good. Like um, out of this entire list, basically, I would just staple Magna right behind Juno. I, I've, I've been starting every Imperial list with Magna Juno. Uh, comparing that seven points versus a customizable X1 Vader, like, wow, they're very comfortable. Com yeah, comparable. and now imagine if you can replace, just we're talking about like Vader is so good. Imagine this exact same list, but you're replacing it with Aiden, who basically says your shot went no-no, and Moff Gideon, which is, says your defense went no-no. And now you have uh, six ships instead of five ships, you have more defense and you have sustained offense because that Moff Gideon is a bad word I can't say here. Um, so, yeah, Vader is, even at six points, Vader, there's cookie. just so many good TIE fighters out there that, that you can pick up um, and still do some, some nastiness with. But as far as this list, the closest I can get to that list and do that, I think this is probably what I would end up with. I don't know, Ryan and Will, if you've got tweaks on this i don't know i don't know about backstabber when you could get uh countdown you can get a, a lot of uh interceptors and um strikers for four points but he does have three agility and three attack uh that high initiative afterburners as well uh so i, I could see it Plus, remember, those those uh, boy ties have that hull upgrade built right in. So they're they're not uh, slouching out there. Uh, they're they're basically there. not TIE fighters anymore. With that no. extra hull and afterburners, I-5 with, with bullseye effects yep. that matter a ton, they are, they are effectively different ships. Yeah, you're and, always so close to an interceptor. <laughs> Toys and for I, and I also want to I want to respond to one of our audience members asking: Is how runner not allowed or something? How runner is legal. It's just for the cost isn't worth uh, isn't worth the positioning uh, right now. The the ability obviously in and of itself is good, but it's not worth the positioning sacrifice you have to make, especially now that it's more than just a death match. Um, you can you're going to be pulling uh, three different three other scenarios. Marcel, look you like you wanted to I, add I something. I might use him at three. Uh, if if he was three points, he would be my my third or f no, my fourth best three point ship, even at three points. That there would be other three point tie fighters I would take above him. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. So, yeah, how runner not not in vogue right now. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and take a look at our uh, at our at our last one here. This one coming f to us from John List. Uh, John said, just wondering if there's anything you guys would change about this list. It's been working fairly well uh, and competitive, but always looking at trying to make things better. Go ahead, Ryan. So we have a first order squad here of five ships. We're going to start with Quick Draw. They opted, John opted for... A proud tradition, elusive pattern analyzer, special forces gunner, shield upgrade, and fire control system. Quick draw loadout. Uh, we have Malaris with cluster missiles. We have Scorch with elusive, 
Pattern Analyzer in Fanatical. We have Backdraft with Proud Tradition Pattern Analyzer Special Forces Gunner. And we have Nightfall with Concussion Missile and Pattern Analyzer. <clears throat> so I have two routes you can go down for this one. We want to keep more of the guts and keep the same chassis uh, and uh, do sort of a minimal change and keep I would say the ideology of the list. Um, let's make a few base changes here. Um, I think if you're bringing another SF with quick draw on the board, um, it may sound or feel gimmicky. It may you don't have to use it every game, but I feel like if, especially if you're opting into the shield after great quick draw, um, Captain Phasma instead of backdraft. Uh, I could see the reason to still stick with backdraft. Rain, it's still getting that three die rearc. But um, I would say Phasma offers that weird thing where you stick Phasma near quick draw, and say either one you shoot at quick draw could trigger the ability of the extra bonus attack if you're opting for shield upgrade. Um, and then I think we could, and then we need to make probably some uh, upgrade choice changes on Scorch and I would say Nightfall. Uh, Scorch doesn't, I mean, let's say Scorch can never do red maneuvers. You're going to be hard pressed to do red maneuver almost ev in most, I'd say 95% of games with Scorch. So let's get rid of that pattern analyzer. Um, personally, I know some people prefer the offensive version. I, I like to shield upgrade on Scorch in DT. Um, but I know some people like Fanatical, Advanced Optics, and Predator for that higher offensive output. Uh, you can choose which one you want. I prefer Shield. But if you're going... It's a DT. What, what is that an abbreviation for? Oh, uh, DT798, the other Scorch oh, that uses... Got it. Sorry, I just say DT for short, because I, I somehow remember 798, but I never care to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think it's very rare if you're a non-Kylo Whisper to take target locks, and even then, Kylo prefers using stuff like Instinctive Aim. So I don't know if you can do a lock-based uh, missile for Nightfall. I think uh, to kind of help Nightfall also get into that sort of overlapping, and or, or whether overlapping or not, just jamming stuff up and being a nuisance. Uh, you're going to want Sensor Scrambler, so get rid of Pattern Analyzer, go Sensor Scrambler. Nightfall used to have enough points to do Proud Tradition Pattern Analyzer and a like Concussion Missile-style missile. No longer has that loadout anymore. So I think you opt into the, I'm just going to take Sensor Scrambler, help me be safe into the fight, use the decloak to get to where you need to go, and start jamming up and limiting how many shots you can actually get on Nightfall because you're so close to them. You have nine points left. I just say go for the opportunistic proton rocket and a fanatical. Fanatical proton rocket says a scrambler nightfall. Um, can't count on that rocket to go every game, but it's a real threat, especially if nightfall gets to move after someone lines up the bullseye and can um, focus jam. Because if you have someone in your jam bullseye, you also have them in a proton rocket. Uh, now, if we are trying to, I'd say, optimize this list further, maybe split off our chassis choices, 
Um, while I do value the jamming that Nightfall has, I think a... I think switching the extra SF, whether it's Backdraft or Phasma, to DT798, and then upgrading Nightfall to Recoil would be my choice. So you would stick with Quick Draw, Malrus, Scorch, DT798, and Recoil if we were changing chassis and pilots. Uh, that's a silencer. I'm trying to remember. It's what a is silencer, that thing called yep. again? Just, just recoil. Yep, Predator Sensor Scrambler. DT Shield Upgrade, Scorch Shield Upgrade. And this time, since we're not like trying to stay close to Phasma, uh, I highly actually prefer Afterburners on Quick Draw, and then you would just drop Elusive to Fanatical. Out Fanatical Pattern Special Forces Fire Control System Afterburners. Very cool, very cool. All right, John. Well, hopefully that helps you out um, with some different ideas there. We, there's no – we don't got a definitive answer for you, but we, we, we recognize that there's some wiggle room. You might – if especially if you're working on a, this list for something like Worlds, uh, go ahead and make some of these tweaks. Try out Recoil instead of Nightfall there. Uh, check out Captain Malvers. I do I, – or Commander Malvers. I do 100% think that uh, that Phasma – taking that spot instead of backdraft is a pretty big deal um it's good stuff it's good stuff all right so today's short today's show nice and sweet but we did end up with this uh, mandalorian trailer so we're gonna go ahead and give everybody the uh the official spoiler warning spoiler warning we're gonna go ahead and watch it how long was it marcel it's a minute, minute and 42 40. seconds. Minute and 42 seconds. So what we'll do is uh, we will do it for our live people instead of recording it so they don't have to – we don't have to just have a minute 40 of awkward silences because I don't know if I will remember to edit it out. <laughs> but you don't want to get copyright, so just – That too. All right. So uh, as for the recording, now, though, if you're watching live, you want to stay for Mando stuff, go ahead and stay. But for everybody else, just reminders, Sector Series, get your games in, um, make sure your lists are updated, prepare for Worlds, prepare for LVO. That's around the corner. And just uh, all, all around, just be a good person. I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good goal for, for you out there, you person. I believe in you. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Be smart. Be safe. Gold Squadron out. <laughs>